Hello, welcome to episode 131 of the Juice Box Podcast. This one's short, but packed full of information. I'm talking today with Todd Hobbs. Todd is the Vice President and Chief Medical Officer for North America at Novo Nordisk, and all we're talking about is their new faster-acting insulin called Fiasp. You ready? This episode of the Juice Box Podcast is brought to you by Omnipod. Please go to myomnipod.com forward slash juice box to find out more. The episode's also sponsored today by Dexcom. Dexcom. If I knew their tagline, I'd say it here. Go to Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. It was just a few days ago that Novo Nordisk announced that the FDA has approved their new fast-tracking insulin fiasco for the U.S. And here we are, again, just a few days later, on the Juice Box Podcast, speaking live with Todd Hobbs from Novo Nordisk. He is going to tell us a little bit about Fiasp, everything you kind of need to know right now, what's available to be said, can you use it in a pump, can you use it if you're under 18, what does it do, how does it do it, you know, what's available right now to talk about. And I have it for you here. Nothing you hear on the Juice Box Podcast should be considered advice, medical otherwise. Always consult a physician before deciding to be bold with insulin. Hello, and welcome to the meeting. Please enter your passcode, followed by the pound or hash key, and I'll connect you. Please hold while I confirm your passcode. Hello. Todd, hey, it's Scott. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for doing this real quick. Yeah, sure, no problem. I know we're sure. Are you? You're pretty short on time, right? We're 15 minutes. Uh, I can probably stretch it to 20 if we if we have to. Okay, great. My wife tells me that the F, there's very specific naming rules for when you're naming a new drug, and they they can't sound, can't sound like another drug. It can't be. It can't. It can't be leading about how the drug works. Is that is how did you come up with? I mean, is this an acronym? Um, no, it's it's uh, we we refer to it internally as as uh, faster acting insulin aspart, which is FIA, and then um, I think it just morphed from there, and and that that really stuck with us. So we submitted to the FDA, and they accepted that name. Very nice. Okay, so yeah. I have some. Is there anything you want to say before I just launch into questions or? No, we're excited about the approval uh, last week and ready to uh, get it out there towards the end of the year and, and you know, launch it and, and uh, let, let clinicians uh, use it. And so is that the, is that how it works? I mean, is it, is it available right this second or not, not just yet? No, not in the U S I mean, it has been approved in a few other countries such as Canada um, so, but not in the U.S. It's not available in pharmacies yet. Um, there'll be certainly production issues, and you have to have customs. There's a lot of steps that go through before it will be available in the pharmacies. But um, towards the end of the year, we certainly are, are comfortable that, that it will have enough supply uh, that we'll we'll be um, able to to mark or to uh, promote that, and then uh, clinicians will be able to write for it and get it at the pharmacy. I understand. So you're going to ramp up production, get get a supply in hand, and then and get going and you're hoping inside of 2017. Exactly. Cool. Okay. Can you, um, are you able to explain to me the mechanism? Like how did you get 
insulin to be more responsive to work quicker? Yeah, so so insulin and rapid-acting insulin like Novolog, uh, remember Novolog only has one small amino acid change uh, from the human insulin molecule, but that one change makes Novolog essentially break down um, into single units of insulin so it can cross the into the capillaries and bloodstream and, and work at the tissues, and it works fast because uh, insulin in solution is in, in hexamers or six units. And so just by making that one amino acid change, uh, once it's injected, it quickly um, uh, breaks down into what we call monomers or single units. So in FIAS, what we've done is it's, it's simply Novolog. There's no uh, molecular difference. But we've been able to add and slash change what we call the excipients or the preservatives or the additives to even make uh, the process happen faster. So essentially, the molecule is even less stable once you uh, in hexamer form and it quickly dissociates. Um, so what we do is add um, L-arginine, which is uh, more or less for uh, stability. So it has to be, you know, we can't have it break down fast that it can't stay in, in the vial or the pen. Uh, you know, we have to have it stay in, in solution in the hexamer form. Uh, but we've also added um, essentially vitamin B, um, which will um, which will um, essentially make it break down even faster. So nicotinamide or vitamin B, uh, and so it's it's a it's a faster form of of Novolog. And and other than that, the the molecule itself is exactly the same as Novolog. No injections, no tubes, just the freedom to do what you want. Please don't wait to start living your life more freely today. You can do that with the Omnipod system. Whether you're currently on a pump or injections, Omnipod has an offer for you, and you can find out more about it at myomnipod.com forward slash juice box. But let's tell a story very quickly, shall we? I'm interviewing somebody yesterday for something you won't hear for months. And the person was telling me how they thought, oh, we're going to try a, a do-it-yourself artificial pancreas. And they went online and figured out all how to do it. The one caveat to that was they had to leave their Omnipod behind to, to use an old pump with tubing. And of course, they got it all set up and did it. It's pretty cool how the artificial pancreas worked, I thought, and so did they. Except their child could not stand the tubing from the old pump. And so they went right back to Omnipod. And the person told me, listen... I'm excited for artificial pancreas, but I'll get it when Omnipod puts it out because that's how important just not having tubing was to their daughter. In the end, it's maybe simple to say, but being connected to something kind of sucks. These tubes and it's not like a short piece of tubing. It could be feet of tubes. So you've got this, you know, with other insulin pumps, you've got this controller that you've got to hook onto your belt or stuff into your bra or jam into your pocket. And it's got two or three feet of tubing, depending on how far you have to get to your, you know, infusion set. You get in the shower, you have to unhook it. it. It just, it's not great. But the insulin pump that I'm talking about, the Omnipod, none of that exists. Tiny little form factor, adheres right to your skin. Everything you need is inside of it and a handheld wireless controller for when you make decisions. That's the future. You wanna live in the past, you wanna live in the future. If I'm you, I go to myomnipod.com forward slash juice box and take a trip on that wireless tubeless rocket ship 
to the future. Here's the best thing. There is no obligation and it is absolutely free. So you go to this link, Omnipod will get you out a free no obligation demo pod. You can give it a try, see if what I'm telling you is the truth and then make a decision for yourself. This offer has absolutely no strings attached or in this situation, no tubing attached. You get the joke. Myomnipod.com forward slash juice box. I mean, I realize that it's different for everybody, right? Within, I mean, and not even just for everybody, but in different circumstances, your insulin begins to work, you know, quicker, slower, depending on a ton of different things. But there's still a, there's a window that, that you guys can claim in your, in your package insert. So what's the window for Novolog and, and what's the window for the new, the new insulin? Novolog is within 15 minutes of the meal start, uh, and then this is actually at the beginning of the meal. And it's an important difference that um, it does work roughly 50% faster in that first period of time in the first half hour. So you wouldn't want to take this. You don't need to take CASP um, at any significant time prior to the meal. Right. Uh, and what we know is, is in, through the years, in particular, regular human insulin that was used for meals, really was imperative that patients would uh, would take that 30 to even 60 minutes prior to the meal because it took so long to really begin to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then with rapid-acting insulin such as Novolog, we were able to move that forward within that 15 minutes. Uh, but now, um, really, they you know patients can take it at the meal or even up to 20 minutes um, post-meal. Uh, so as they're, you know, as they've started to eat, realizing that, you know, well, maybe I'm not eating as much or maybe I'm eating more than they could even take it after they've started to eat up to 20 minutes. And if they do so, uh, it would not affect how, how well their postprandial, you know, post-meal sugar is controlled. Okay. And so this would even help if, if, my, if I had an elevated blood sugar that, that I'm fighting with, even that sort of helped because it's it, you're getting a more immediate reaction. So you 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 have the idea that I put this insulin in and then this happened. I can you can tie the two things together instead of wondering am I just falling you know for insulin I used prior or so so you're getting more of the, I guess the feedback you get back from it is probably I guess more stable like right because you're at least you you know what I'm saying like sometimes your blood sugar moves around you don't even know why at some point. But but this is cause and effect that's that's pretty obvious, I would guess. Yeah, I think um, you have to be still have to be careful with uh, potentially stacking of the reacting boluses. I mean, you know, there it is faster. So when you're correcting for a uh, high blood sugar, it should work uh, and does work faster. But you still would want to give it um, give it the time it needs to begin to lower the glucose before rebolusing. So the same cautionary. Uh, practice of you know of not stack, of not stacking uh, will be there but yes you should have more you should have uh, quicker feedback if you will that it's it's um, it's affecting your glucose and starting to correct it and then what's the window you know how long do I expect the insulin to stay in the in my system and some of that depends on dose but roughly between uh, five to seven hours six to six to eight hours you know depending on the doses we studied in the trials um, and, and that's one of the things that is, is interesting about FIAS that's different. So a Frezza, which is the inhaled insulin, we know works very fast, but it's also gone very fast. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think uh, clinical experience has told us that many individuals using inhaled will need to rebolus 
uh, because they they um, they lose the effect so quick, or if they're you know eating at a buffet or a longer dinner, um, you know, or in between meals, they're not really getting much of anything. So they have to address that. And BS works faster in the beginning, but yet it still maintains the same sort of tail profile, if you will, uh, that Novolog has. Okay. So it should uh, not only help you know, keep your postprandial, the goal is that you keep your postprandial postmeal sugar from rising in the first place. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you can minimize that rise, then the rest of your, you know, in-between meal time should be more stable. Of course, yeah. Uh, it works in insulin pumps? Cliffhanger. First, we're going to talk about Dexcom. Then Todd can answer the question about whether Fiasp works in insulin pumps. Dexcom, continuous glucose monitoring. Let's focus this day on the C in CGM, continuous. You know, there's an announcement recently from another company who said that we have a CGM, except it doesn't show you your data continuously. It doesn't have rise and fall alerts. It can't tell you, hey, your blood sugar is getting too low. Hey, your blood sugar is getting too high. You have to actually take a, another device and hold it up to the sensor and then you get a reading, which is really cool, but it's not a continuous glucose monitor. And I don't think anyone should be confused by that. I would say that to you if this ad was not happening right now. Dexcom has things that no one else can offer. The share is a way for you to see what a loved one's blood sugar is. With the share and follow apps, you guys can literally, you know, it's it's not an overuse of the word, share your information with other people. So you can have that kind of peace of mind because someone can have your back. You're getting rise and fall alerts. You're finding out, is my blood sugar going up? Is it going down? Has it left a safe area that I have decided? It is a user-defined safe area. And so you can say, I wanna know when my blood sugar goes above 130. I want to know when my blood sugar goes under 70. Please tell me. Please beep and tell me. Please vibrate and tell me. And it certainly will. Dexcom is compatible with Android and Apple devices, which means that for most of us, we don't even have to carry the controller that comes with the Dexcom. The sensor just speaks right to your phone. All this information that you need, these alerts, right on your cell phone. I mean, come on. Is it going to get any easier than that? We all have our cell phone with us pretty much 24-7. I hope you go to Dexcom.com forward slash juice box to find out more about the Dexcom CGM. But just think, you listening to this podcast, you hear me talking about how we're keeping Arden's blood sugars where we do. Everyone's results will be individual. But I need you to try to imagine you make a mealtime bolus and all of a sudden your blood sugar is 130 and it's rising slowly. And you get to look and say, wow, I think I didn't, I don't know, pre-bolus enough. Maybe I didn't use enough insulin. Maybe I miscounted carbs. This is my opportunity to correct that right now. That is not information you get with a finger stick. And it's not information you get with other glucose monitors that you can't see the data from. A tiny little bump of insulin and you're right back to where you want to be again. It's the key to how you stop the spikes. And when you stop the spikes, you stop the high. High blood sugars cause low blood sugars, as somebody said to me recently, because when you start fighting with them, you're inevitably going to use too much insulin. Dexcom makes all of that much simpler to manage and most of the time completely invisible in your life. It just doesn't exist anymore. You need to see this information. It's how good decisions are made. Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. I promise you will not regret it.
this time don't have the uh, label approval for um, insulin pumps. We are certainly studying that and we'll apply for that, but the trials right now on the label do not include insulin pumps. Okay, so it's for injection at the moment, at, or pe your pens or, or injections with a syringe. Um, but I, correct. We have so 10, 10 ml vial, like a standard insulin vial, and the flex touch pen. Do you have a time frame where you, you're hoping to hear back about that in pumps? Um, we will submit some data um, from the studies we have ongoing, but it's a little bit more complex process. You, you have to work with uh, the FDA wishes that we work directly with the pump company to have a, in the label um, a certain reference pump, if you will. So there's a lot of moving parts there. So no, um, no immediate time frame, but uh, as you know, as Novolog is used in a pump, I mean, this is this is certainly our expectation that we would push towards having VS being able to be used in a pump as well as closed loop systems once they're more readily available. So um, that's been the goal from the start with VS. Are you aware of, or are you allowed to say if you even are aware of, is VS being used in any um, AP trials right now? Because it seems to me, um, it seems to I, me that yeah. yeah, the faster action makes artificial pancreas that much more, I don't know, potent. It would seem to me. Yeah, I probably can't comment on specifics, but you're right on the money there. That uh, the the many companies who are developing the um, closed loop are really looking for and asking for a faster, uh, rapid insulin. It seems to me that that's the path to the future, right there. So um, yeah, absolutely. Okay, how about um, right now? You're you're approved for 18 up, right? So have you applied for yeah. approval for children? No, we will now move on with those studies, and that's part of the FDA process is that you, you really have to take the first step in adult approval, and then you, then you will look at your pediatric plan. So we will move forward with that next. But people could still ask their doctors to write off-label for it, like they do with other diabetes supplies. Physicians can use, uh, certainly physicians can use um, insulin products uh, as they best uh, see fit for that, that patient, but we won't be able to promote uh, in children that you know can be used, but yeah, clinicians would be able to use it, and then it would be up to the, I guess, the insurance company whether they would allow it or not. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Um, how long have you guys been working on this? Like, that's we have a couple extra minutes here, and because we got through this pretty quickly. Thank you, by the way. But I, I want to know, like, how long does something like this take? Like, when the first time someone says, "I think we can speed up how Novolog works," till today, when you're talking about it being approved. Is it years? Oh, yeah. So roughly, and, and I'll, I'll say that, so um, we, it's been roughly 10 years. Um, and, and some of those years were finding the right um, stability, uh, as I kind of alluded to earlier, that we knew that by adding the, the vitamin, vitamin B, the niacinamide, that it would work faster. We knew that. But then it was a matter of, getting the right concentration of that as well as the, the figuring out the stability because we went through a lot of different ratios of these two, uh, you know, vitamin B and, and L-arginine to find one that would work faster and be, you know, clinically uh, an improvement, but also, again, like I alluded to, be stable uh, in the device and, and not break down and, and lose efficacy in the device. So um, that was that was quite a process to you know, find the right component there. And then working with the FDA on, on how they would look, view this, this uh, product. Is it an extension of Novolog? Is it considered to be, you know, its own um, filing? 
uh, and and ultimately, um, obviously, the the FDA and us uh, agreed that it would be a separate new um, filing. Um, although they were they did allow us to um, bridge or use some of the safety data obtained, you know, from the many years of use with Novolog uh, in the lab. For instance, we haven't studied fiaspin pregnancy, lactation, those kind of things. Yet we can reference that information in the label about Novolog. Uh, so it's um, it, it was the regulatory process was was uh, was back and forth, and then we had uh, the the complete response letter um, last year, which you know added another six months uh, as well. So it's it's been roughly about ten years, if you're talking about from the first time that we thought about uh, making Novolog faster. It's lost on a lot of people. I think I get to you know people know my wife. Uh, actually works for Novo uh, in product safety, but yeah. I think sometimes it's lost on people the the amount of time and man hours and effort and just that it's you know everybody's like when when's it going to happen when's it going to happen I'm like eh, it takes a long time. Well, and I think the only thing the other thing I'd like to say is that you know we we've been even questioned you know why are you guys even doing this you know it's going to be for for say a type two patient who's taking injections of regular in, or you know bolus insulin. Will they really see an immediate difference? And it's you know it's incremental improvement, and so we've heard that, but yet we really still feel committed that there is a need for a more um, physiologic insulin, especially again those patients that are on uh, basal bolus, trying to really keep their meal control well well titrated, well controlled, uh, as well as again uh, eventually in the pumps and closed loop systems. That we feel strongly that there is a need for better um, postprandial glucose control, and yet in this environment, we do realize also that um, that payers are probably not going to pay for the incremental improvements. So we recognize that, and it's going to be priced the same as Novolog. So without an increase in price, how long do you guys hold the? How long do you guys have Novolog for? Does it go generic anytime in the near future? Uh, it sure does, I believe, and I'll have. Michael, get back with you. We have a statement on that. I think it's 19. Either it's maybe actually it may be late 18. I'll, but I'll have him. Um, um, I'll have him pull that and get it back to you. Thank you. Yeah, I mean it's just it's if if you really look back, you know, not just Novo but all the companies. You know, you they you make an improvement on insulin, and at some point the older one sort of fades away, and and, and you know you're hoping the newer one becomes the I would imagine the standard of care is what you're shooting for. Okay. Well, Todd, I can I ask you, has your son used it? Well, no, because he's in the U.S., so we uh, I haven't been able to. I could have certainly got it from outside the U.S., but no, he's he's doing pretty well on this pump with Novolog. So um, he's uh, you know I'll I'll certainly use it myself and eventually with him, but right now he's on Novolog. But you do expect that you will try it when it's available for you. Absolutely. Yeah, I have yeah. to. I'm going to try it right away. I have to. I have to admit, as soon as it's a, it just seems to me that that the idea of artificial pancreas is a step forward, and a faster acting insulin just really does turbocharge it. Which it's a shame you couldn't have just called it like Novo Turbo or something like that. But uh, <laughs> I, I, yeah, that, that I, wouldn't have worked with the FDA. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that pretty much breaks every one of the naming rules. Nevertheless. I really appreciate you coming on talking about this and we're going to put this out right away. So thanks for filling everybody in. I know everyone's very excited. You can see uh, in the podcast and on the blogs, you can really tell when people are excited by things. And 
Um, this is the most excited I've seen somebody about something that isn't Dexcom or Omnipod in a very long time. So, uh, so you guys are onto the you're onto something that people really care about. So, thank you very much. Great, no problem. Have a good one. Take Me too, care. Todd. Take care. Bye. All right. Let's say thank you to Todd, of course, for coming on and all the great people who helped me set this up so quickly. Thank you guys so much in the in the background who, who got this set up for me so fast. Thank you also to Omnipod and Dexcom for sponsoring the podcast. Please go to Dexcom.com forward slash juicebox or myomnipod.com forward slash juicebox or the links in your show notes to find out more about these great products. We all heard what Todd said, right? Insulin can be written off label. So if you're under 18 and you want to try this when it comes out, just ask your doctor for a script and you'll get it. I've already contacted my endocrinologist who said they'd be happy to write a prescription for Arden to try this insulin. It's not that hard. Also, and no one said this in the podcast, and I'm not even inferring it from what I heard, but let's try to put two and two together. If Novolog works in your insulin pump, and Todd just said that FIASP isn't really that much different than Novolog, well then... Are they going to be able to get the approval from the FDA for it to be used in pumps? Is a pharmaceutical company going to make an insulin in 2017 that you can't use in an insulin pump? You know what I mean? Just extrapolate a little bit. Make your own decisions. Do what we talk about all the time here on the podcast. Use your gut, right? There's going to be a bonus episode after this one this week. So uh, open up your podcast apps again towards the end of the week because something else will be coming on Thursday. But I wanted to get this out very, very quickly. And I have. Enjoy the rest of your day. Maybe use some of that time to leave a rating and review on iTunes or your favorite podcast app for the Juicebox Podcast, or who knows what else you might do with that time. Call a friend who's also living with type 1 diabetes and say, have you listened to the Juicebox Podcast, friend? And when that friend says, no, I don't know what a podcast is, you say, ha, 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 well, let me tell you. <laughs>